Are you working? What kind of work do you do? We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. From the makeshift studios in Mullica Hill, New Jersey. It's talking ish with your commish, home of your two time champion, makeshift studios. That's two consecutive times, boys. Don't let, don't forget about it. You know, it's the back to school podcast where we do like, uh, let's get back into the swing of things, let you know what's going on through the year, and talk about all the great stuff to come. But uh, before we do that, I got to remind you that I just whooped all your aces again. Came out of nowhere. Last year, the dark horse that really just fucking shouldn't have won at all got in on a technicality, cucked Mike right in the butt. We should all wear shirts to the draft that say you got cucked. And it makes me think of like, you know, the fact that Mike just had the worst luck ever in fantasy football, which we also can't forget, Mike. We cannot forget. Um, I think you just got uh, cucked. Anyway. We got a lot of shit to get to, but we'll get to all the serious stuff later. You know, it is the Back to School podcast when we want to talk about what's been going on so we can all catch up on each other's lives and shit. Uh, me personally, I've been a big piece of shit. Uh, haven't really moved around too much in the last few weeks because I've been just fucking face deep with all of my time and attention spent on something so fucking stupid. Something that's just consumed my life for the last few weeks. And it's Pokemon. Yeah, it sounds fucking stupid. It sounds a little, you know, like I'm a little kid trying to live out little kid fantasies like some kind of creep. But I'll tell you what, those Japanese people really know how to make an addicting game. I mean, it's cartoonish and ridiculous. It's like, from an outsider's perspective, if someone saw me playing this game, I'd really be ashamed. Like, I'd be embarrassed if I was playing this in public and someone saw me. Because it's so ridiculously cartoonish. But in the privacy of my own home, in the privacy of my own home, as all those weird English speakers would say, um, I don't have a problem with it. I feel like Jen has a problem with it, but that's that's her problem. It's not my problem. So I'm playing this game that's addicting like crack, and it's it, basically what they did. If you have a Nintendo Switch, you know it's a little portable, big console, if you will. It's like the play. It's a walkable PlayStation, I guess. Except it's Nintendo, so it's fucking really weird in Japanese. It's pretty corny. Um, but I'm playing on my Switch. What they basically did is they recreated the original Pokemon games you played as kids. And, you know, like, it's a fun fucking game. If you remember from when you were a kid, you were, like, so excited to have fucking Pokemon on your Game Boy or whatever the fuck we played it on. You just catch all 150 Pokemon and then Mewtwo's at the end. It's pretty badass. But I basically played this whole game over again. What they did was just made it better. They made it, like, more... Like, it's still geared towards kids, which, you know, doesn't make me feel any better playing it. But they fixed all the annoying shit about the game. So the game's better. And I'm playing this fucking thing, and all I can think to myself is, how ridiculous of a concept is Pokemon? Like, it's it's basically saying, like, oh, let's imagine a society where we had these crazy pocket-sized creatures that did mythical things and shot fire out their ass and all kinds of stuff walking around our world. Like, that was just normal and kosher. Like, could you just for a second imagine that Pokemon actually existed? Like, there was actually little wild creatures running around for you 
to go and catch and then battle against each other. And, like, it's a weird concept in the game because in the game, you know, they fight until they quote-unquote faint. But they're not fainting, like, in real life. If you're battling Pokemon, it's like dog fighting. They're fighting to the fucking death. And you just are out there collecting every race and whatever of Pokemon to fight against someone else's Pokemon. And, like, you know, like, in Pokemon world, in, like, video game, this is how their conflict resolution is basically... Hey, man, you're a fucking dick and you're standing in my way. Let's battle Pokemon. And then they all throw each other's Pokemon out until one person's Pokemon all faint and he's fucked. No Pokemon to protect him, you know, from the conflict. So then, like, people can come in and whoop his ass. But they don't show that part. But that's what would happen in the real world. Like, people would use Pokemon for fucked up shit. Like, we'd be using them to, like, you know, log shit around and fucking working in factories. You don't think Amazon would have some fucking... Hitmonchan's or whoever the fucking, like, big muscly one is. Just walking around, moving all their boxes and stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of, like, ridiculous shit in there, too, in the sense of, like, if they actually existed, like, we would wipe that shit out. We would not tolerate Pokemon. Like, Pokemon would be extinct. Like, just think of the logistics of it. Imagine you're walking down your to, like, the street to your car someday, and there's just this, like, fucking Charmander comes out of the bushes and he fucking blows fire at you like if there was a lizard that walked out of the bush and blew fire at you we would be like guys there's a fucking epic emergency in this area this particular area there's fucking lizards breathing fire on people in public we can't stand for this shit and then what would we do we'd eliminate every fucking little charmander that existed and it's the same with all these pokemon like there's water pokemon and electric pokemon and sky pokemon like it's like ridiculous how like They make, like, there's fucking Pokemon. They're basically the animals of these people's world, which they hold in captivity inside of a little ball that fits inside your pocket. Like, that shit's fucked up. Not to mention, like, if they actually existed and they were in Japan, you don't think fucking Japanese people would be cooking up some squirtle soup, some fishing for some magic carp. Like, they'd be eating these motherfuckers. And I'm sure that goes on in the Pokemon world. But again, it's the underground shit that they don't show you. And that's all I think about when I play this fucking game. It's just all the ridiculousness of it. And it's just made me think about and start to imagine, like, what would it be like if Pokemon were real? If they actually existed? Like, PETA would be in a frenzy. Could you imagine Pokemon and PETA existing in the same society? There would be fucking Pokemon rights and all this other crap we'd have to hear about them talking about. And not to mention the fact that inevitably, because this is just who we are as humans, somebody's going to try to fuck a Pokemon. You, like, don't think that there's going to be, like, a news line or a CNN breaking news thing that comes out and says, New York man fucks a jinx, fucked a Pikachu. Like, some, if if you can try to fuck it, somebody's going to try to fuck it. And that's just the fucked up world we live in. And that's what, that's what Pokemon would be like in our world. So I've just been fucking around with that game, getting fat, drinking, you know, my usual shtick. I go through my cycles. I talked about it all the time on this podcast where I, I work out for like six months and then I fall off the wagon and then I'm playing Pokemon in my underwear on the couch eating a whole bag of chips. That's just the reality of my world right now. But while I might not be exercising and doing the things to get my physical body into shape, I have been trying to pay attention to the mental game because I think a big problem for me last year, especially when it came to doing the podcast, was... My mental shit was all fucked up. I talked about it a little bit. But I'm 
in a better spot right now because I've been working on it. You know, it's like anything else. If you do crunches, you know, you work on your abs, you do mental exercises, you're working on your brain. You're working on figuring out how to not be a complete asshole to yourself and treat yourself with a little bit of respect. And that's a good thing. Mental health is something people don't talk about enough. And I listened to an interesting podcast the other day about, um, is Joe Rogan had this guy Hotep Jesus on. He's talking about, you know, chakras and weird fucking shit that I don't really believe in. I don't believe in any of that spiritual type crap. Like, I'd consider myself a spiritual person. But like, you know, he talked about stuff like, oh, you if you believe it, you can believe it into existence and all this crap. Well, like, yeah, to a certain extent. You can believe shit into existence, but it takes you actually getting up off your ass and doing something about it. You have to put yourself in a position to create opportunities for yourself and all that kind of stuff. Like, I believe in that. I believe you can work towards creating opportunities for yourself, and then the opportunities have to spring themselves. It's not like they're just going to, like, the universe is going to be like, well, this guy wished it into existence, so we might as well throw him a bone. Like, that's not how the world works. you got to work for your shit. So this guy's talking about how uh, to get yourself in a better mindset as a man, you have to control your nut. I mean, like, your load that you just have building up inside you because every man is a volcano waiting to explode and all around us in society are things that just make us want to blow that load erupt the volcano and it takes a lot of discipline to be able to control it properly and this is something that really intrigued me because you know it makes a lot of sense the way he talked about it he's basically saying that when you nut when you blow your load you're basically releasing out all of the things that make you a man and when you're just doing that every day, jerking off in your bedroom and blowing your nut, you're not allowing your body to refuel what makes you a man. And he had this whole schedule of your age times something else is the amount of times you should basically nut every so many days. So, like, I think it was something like every seven days you should be nutting, which is a crazy thing to me because I nut a lot more than that. <laughs> And I'm sure it's it's true for a lot of you guys out there, too, because you're just, you're mindlessly doing it sometimes. You're fucking your wife or your girlfriend, whatever. Like, you're nutting more than that in most occasions, I would think, if you're, if you're having a sexually satisfying life. So basically, this guy introduced me to this concept of nut reserve or, like, building up your nut so that you're somewhat sexually frustrated at times, but you channel that frustration into more productive things. And the testosterone that you get after the seven-day mark is apparently like 150 times your base level of testosterone. So you're more of a man when you don't nut for seven days. And that's just a crazy revelation to me. So now I'm like, holy shit, I could have all of this energy, all of this testosterone and things to make me like active and channel all this focused energy from my nutsack to my brain. And that's what I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to get on this nut schedule. And, you know, it's tough because, you know, from time to time, you, uh, you know, you're, you get thoughts and you got to act on them. But if you're disciplined about it, you can store your nut. And then, like, when you actually do erupt the volcano, hey, it, it feels better. I think your, your lady might be more satisfied. There's a lot of protein in that stuff very good for you. A lot of minerals, some zinc in there, I think. And he talked about like the long-term effects of like nutting every day where you're not recharging your batteries basically and you're basically putting your body into this this hunger position where all of your energy is just coming out your cock 
and you're tired, you're lethargic, you're not at your top, the top of your game. And testosterone is really what makes us competitive. And the competitive edge amongst men, I think, is what makes us a man, in a sense. Being competitive is what makes you, like, it's your drive. It's what pushes you to do more. It's what pushes you to be better. What pushes you to find creative outlets and work on something that is actually productive for your life and be active and all this other stuff. And if you're nutting every day, you're basically putting your body into this state where you're tired and you're, you're, you're just worthless. And the long-term effects of doing that are substantial. And like, I don't know if this shit's scientifically proven or not, but if you think about it, it kind of makes sense. Like imagine a week where you were just like, you know, fucking a horn dog stroking your cock every fucking day. Like, you are probably really tired and you don't want to do anything because, like, ah, you're, you satisfied yourself or your woman satisfied you and you're just kind of lazy. Like, uh, it's, it's like when you nut after a meal. Like, have you ever had a big meal and then you went and had sex and then you're fucking worthless. You're going to bed. You're not doing anything. It, it's kind of like what Jason Kelsey said at the parade. Hungry dogs run faster. Dudes with nuts move faster. It's just a fact. I think it has to be. I mean, I can't scientifically prove it. I'm not a scientist. Maybe Zach Marone can do some scientific experiments and prove this shit out. But I'm advocating right now for nut control. Got to get your nuts in a row. All right, moving on. So Jen's in Denver this week on a business trip, and I'm all alone here by myself. And my wife is so good to me. She left me like detailed instructions on top of food in the refrigerator and the freezer so I could feed myself. Because Jen, yeah, we cook together, but she is the brains behind most of the meals and plans it and tells me the recipe and all that stuff. I'm just enacting it. I'm just putting it into motion. And if she's not here to be the brains, then I'm just like a bunch of hands, and I'm like, what do I do? What do I do with these hands? How do I cook? I don't know how to do that. So she leaves me like pre-made meals, recipes, anything I got to do, instructions like heat it up to this, put this as a topping. Fucking awesome. I'm living I'm living La Vida Loca over here with me and my two dogs. Fucking eating like kings. So shout out to the first lady for hooking up all the meals and taking care of me this week. So I had all of my time to think about our fantasy football draft. That's right. Coming up on August 31st, tentatively at 12 noon, that's in the p.m., Fantasy Football Draft will take place. And before the Fantasy Football Draft, there's, of course, the Draft Order Nomination Games, also known as the Dongs. And the Dongs, this year, have been shortened down a little bit. I learned my lessons from last year. It was way too long. It was very ambitious to do 16 events, all of which required a lot of rules and attention, scorekeeping, Things I just like, when I'm fucked up, I can't do. So this year, Dong will only consist of six events. So six events down from 16. It's quite significant, but we're focusing on quality over quantity. It's more about how fun can we make six events in a smaller amount of time, but still a substantial enough amount of time to satiate our need for competition. So six events, very competitive events, if I do say so myself, and some very interesting dynamics in terms of how you progress throughout certain events. 
So there's certain events where you'll be paired up with another member of the league to compete in a team type event. So we'll have multiple instances of that. Of course, you'll go head to head in some events. And in others, it's every man for his motherfucking self. But every event, no matter what it is, is going to be competitive. It's going to be fun. And I want to encourage, above all things, the spirit of shit-talking. That's what being in a fantasy football league is about. So this year, when you call in for your soundboard or whatever we call it, I want to hear Venom. I want to hear you guys taking each other down in a friendly way. Like, not like you're not trying to fuck up anybody's like life or anything, but that would be terrible. Just like, you know, a funny roast of your friend. That's all it's about. Stuff everybody can laugh at. So competitive spirit, that's what it's about this year. This is our fifth year of this league, and I want to see some real rivalries start to grow for potentially years to come. Isn't that a beautiful thing? That's what fantasy football is about. It keeps people together and all that fun stuff. So a little bit about every event. I'm going to give you a little teaser, a little bit, a little thing to nibble on. Think about it. Maybe you can contrive what... I've concocted for you in these six events, August 31st, a Saturday, around noon, tentatively. It's in the PM. Nippler number one for event number one. It's the only event that you're going to have to move around. Last year, we had to move around a lot. It was hot. People got swamp ass. They were sweaty. They were drunk. And they were pretty dehydrated from drinking beer on top of being sweaty, which is a terrible combination. Gives you a headache. Makes you pee pretty much like the color of yellow snow from people. Like, if you have yellow snow, you're that's dehydrated-ass piss. Like, if you had clear piss, you're not getting yellow snow. You know what I mean? Anyway, event number one, you're going to move around a little bit. You're going to play against each other in a very competitive game. It'll be the most competitive thing, I think, all day, but perhaps not. Most competitive thing from a Wii standpoint, if you catch my drift. You know what I'm saying? Here's nibble number two for event number two. It's a twist on a game we play quite often. The twist is in perhaps the go big or go home mentality of this particular version of the game. And I think you all enjoy. That's event number two. Event number three is something I came up with myself, I believe. I don't know. Prove me wrong. I think I kind of came up with it. I may have stolen some stuff from other games, but, you know, at worst it's plagiarism. And I'm okay with that. I can live by that. But uh, it's a game that involves an old American arcade classic where you get, like, tickets. You know, like, you, you know those games you'd play in an arcade where you get tickets if you won based off of the points you got? It's a game like that. And an old American f- classic. A game that I think we all really, really enjoy. So much so that we started our own fantasy league about it. Hmm. That's event number three. Event number four pits you face-to-face against each other in a game that involves self-control and the ability to get inside each other's heads. That's event number four. Event number five requires nothing but luck. In this game that I think I made up, but I may have plagiarized from other things, but also kind of had some of my own original ideas and blended them together to make this game, um, all you need to do is be able to have a lot of luck on your side. And you're going to navigate your way through a very dangerous situation where any wrong step may be dire. That's event number five. 
Then our final event, our grand finale, is so fantastic and so huge. It has its own sponsors, and I'd like to get to them now. I'd like to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Angel's Envy. They say that every time someone drinks a glass of Angel's Envy bourbon, an angel gets its wings. In my case, God's working overtime. Angel's Envy, get your wings and fly away. This podcast is also brought to you by Marijuana. Smoke some today. So those are our sponsors for this sixth event. So this is the, uh, the Angel's Envy and Marijuana-sponsored game of Kub. That's right, the Swedish game of Kub. For those of you unfamiliar, Kub is spelled K-U-B-B, pronounced Kub, some Swedish fucking game. Mark discovered it pretty much around the same time as me, so he can attest at how fun this fucking game is. Kub is a game that pits two teams up against each other, and the goal of the game is to pretty much throw these batons, their wooden batons, at the opposing team's blocks. You gotta knock down all their blocks. There's a whole strategy and sequence to how that is done, which is why I'm telling you about this game now. Kub is very difficult to explain. I, like, honestly have played a few times, hardly understand the rules, but have I understand them, but it's hard for me to explain them. You just It's one of those games where it's like, I'm going to explain these rules to you guys when you get here, and you're going to look at me and be like, can I just throw the fucking stick, dude? And you'll get it. You'll get it as soon as you start playing. And Mark can attest to... The fact that, like, yeah, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, I get the rules. Let's fucking play. That's all you, you want to do. I don't want to hear about the rules. So why I'm telling you about this and not any of the other events is I want you to go online. If you've never played Kube, just watch a YouTube video of the rules of Kube. You'll get a feel for what the game will be like, and you'll understand the rules, and you won't come in here being all confused and looking like an asshole. So Kube uh, requires us to split into two teams. Now... I know what you're thinking. How do we have seeding for an event in the Dong games if we're playing in teams? Well, we'll peek under the curtain. As I mentioned previously, these events will be split into rounds in some instances that require cooperation. This is no different. So in the first round, we will have two teams, and those teams will be our divisions. The Gentiles will take on the Jews in a game of Kub to determine who goes on to round two. So the winning team will move on and have the opportunity to compete amongst themselves for seeds one through five in a game that we shall determine at the field. I'm not going to give this part of it away, but it will involve Kube. Um, pretty much like a who's the best at Kube kind of game. That'll determine one through five. The losing team will get to do the same event, but for seeds six through ten. So it's really important that your team wins... So you have a chance for a higher seed to help yourself out in the Don games, the abbreviated Don games that are at only six games, six events. So there you have it. That's the Dong. The Dongs. That is what we will do. But before we get to that point, we have to, of course, wrap up the 2018 season, which includes paintballing and punishing our good dear friend, Maxwell Ezra Stein, who will be bearing a Trump mask. And to spice it up a little bit, I added to the costume, and I think it's going to make for a hard time for Stein. Uh, but yeah, it'll be fun. We'll shoot him up, and then we will celebrate the back-to-back championships of yours truly. We will get to the national anthem, and then boom, dong games. And then after the dongs are concluded, we're going to do a little bit of discussion around the league itself. 
because there's things I know that you guys are floating out there, things you want to change, certain rules we want to float by, and I've already tried to institute them on Yahoo if you haven't noticed already. And if you aren't aware, we have switched from ESPN to Yahoo. So this year, that's the big change. The app that we will be using is the uh, Yahoo app. So download it if you don't have it already. And I sent out a text a few weeks ago, sign up for the league. I'm actually going to check right now. Let's see who signed up. Let's see who's on the commission's nice list and see who's on the naughty list. Let's check it. I'm just going to go into my little fantasy app here. Yahoo Fantasy Sports. And we're going to find the founding part of Fantasy Football League. Uh, let's see teams here. All right. Here's the league. Who's Here's who signed up. We've got uh, Jof, um, Mike. Who the fuck is that? So you guys got some wild names already. I got to, like, click on them and see who the fuck you are. All right, Mike is Mookie Johnson. We have uh, Stein. Stein signed up. Shanai Head Nodders. <laughs> we got me, Sausage Wallet, and Joe. Everyone else on the naughty list, go sign up for Yahoo. Get into the fucking league, and let's get this thing underway. The only reason I was a little hesitant to go to Yahoo is because I'm a big fan of data and... All of our data is sitting on ESPN, but I guess if I need it, I can go get it and merge it. It's just not ideal. Yahoo does do a much better job of housing data and giving you a lot better context into your historical performance and all that sort of thing. So Yahoo is a superior app. I acknowledge it, and I'm happy about the move forward. Just a little disgruntled on the back-end stuff, but I'll get over it because ultimately it's going to be a better experience. Another thing I want to float around, which I have already instituted, as I mentioned, but... It remains to be voted on because you guys got to vote on it. I would like to eliminate the kicker. You guys know how I feel. The kicker is stupid. It's fucking pointless in fantasy football. I think it adds a stupid element to the game. I am a bigger proponent of having another flex bench player. So just a second flex p position instead of a kicker. I think that's much better. I'm okay with having a defense special teams. I think that's fine. But kickers are fucking lame, dude. They're not part of football. We call it football, and that's the only time a foot touches the ball is the pussy part of the game, and no one likes that. I hope you guys enjoy the festivities this year because I have had to work on kind of a condensed schedule because I've got a lot going on in my life right now. I'm getting elevated here at work into different roles and positions, getting asked to do some more work. I'm involved in a lot of projects, taking up a lot of my time. So I really hope that you are invested in this league the way I am because I'm trying to give you a great experience that you can talk about with all of your buddies out there and in other places of your life. So I really hope that being part of this league makes you realize that we're a tight-knit community that likes to have fun and there's a lot of effort that goes into on my end, so I appreciate a little effort on yours. So this year for the podcast, I would really appreciate everybody contributing. Contributions, my friends. I contribute to you, you contribute to me, it's a little give, a little take, I feed off of you. The better you are at participating and getting involved, the better I'm going to be. That includes coming in here, maybe sitting down doing a podcast with me, if you, if you want to do that. If you can make a compelling argument as to why I might come to you to do a podcast, I'll do that. I'm open to anything. And, uh, you know, ML who was a big contributor when he's here. If you're ever in town, you want to do a podcast, come on by, brother. You were one of my favorite guests. I miss not having you around. It sucks that you're out there in Ohio, which is fucking, honestly, it's just such a confusing state. What's going on out there? They could have had a chance to just put in, like, another 
H into that name and make it one of those like words that's spelled the same backward and forwards, but they couldn't even get that right. They fucked that up because Ohio sucks. And that's just bottom line. You guys are cool. You guys do your thing. And they're at Shaker Heights is okay. It's like the best of Cleveland for sure of what I've seen uh, or best of Ohio from what I've seen. I can't imagine there's much else, but uh, I hope you guys come back soon. We miss you guys. Unfortunately, I won't get to make the road trip down to Cleveland. Uh, I would love to go see a Phillies game with you guys out in another ballpark, represent the city. But uh, I got my sales meeting that week, which I'm heavily involved in this year. And then the following week, we go to Italy. I'm going to Italy with the wife. And that might be our last hurrah. That might be our last vacation before, who knows? We might start uh, having that conversation, if you know what I'm saying. So this podcast may have been pretty cryptic, but uh, I hope you got something out of it if not for some witty banter in the beginning. But we are excited to host you here in the makeshift studios uh, here at the Brookside Estates, Reggie's Palace. Um, yeah, I'm, and Jen, Jen proposed something to the girls at Mark's uh, party, and I'm going to throw it out to the league. I don't give a fuck one way or the other, but all the girls we're talking about, uh, they want to come to the draft and hang out with like the girls while we do our thing. And then... Afterward, maybe we all hang out and party a little bit. I'm not opposed to it. I don't really give a shit one way or the other, but you guys may feel differently about that. This is a sanctimonious type of event for me that doesn't involve women. So as long as they're outside of the event itself, I don't want them involved in the event whatsoever. Um, If they want to cook us food and do womanly things, that's fine. And then we'll hang out with them afterward. But the event is for us. That's my only thing. We'll see how you guys feel. Maybe once you're all signed up for Yahoo, I can put a poll on the app and we can just do it that way. Or you can just text me and let me know. Or for the next podcast, you want to submit a sounder, uh, that's fine too. I think from here on out, we're going to try to do some regular cadence to this thing. I might be off here and there. As I mentioned, we have some of the things in the hopper for the other format of the podcast I talked about. So yeah, this thing is underway. The next season is here. I'm very excited to uh, get the dong underway, get the draft underway, and get back into football because it's been too long since we've had something to rely on. Baseball's boring. It's not worth watching, and the Phillies are frustrating, right? So it's on to football. <coughs> the Giants suck. Uh, Fox, your your team's a fucking dumpster fire. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott's holding out in Dallas. That's problematic for them. Jerry Jones came out today and said, some shit about, oh, well, we don't need a franchise running back to win the Super Bowl. I'm like, yeah, but you you need a franchise quarterback then, and you don't have that And Dak Prescott. He stinks! I'm looking straight ahead right now at my door. There's a fat head of Carson Wentz, cocking back, ready to throw a fucking zinger to Zach Ertz. It's going to be all year, boys. Lots of weapons on this offense. This Eagles team is going to be exciting. I'm I'm predicting another Super Bowl. Right here, right now. Lock it. Lock it down. Let's fucking go, baby. Birds! Football! It's all back. And we're back. And that's the most exciting thing about it. So here's what I need you to do, okay? I need you to go and sign up for fucking fantasy football app, Yahoo. And then come to the draft August 31st. That's it. It's been talking this with your commission. An old cowboy went riding out one dark and windy day. Up on a ridge he rested as he went along his way When all at once a mighty herd of red-eyed cows he saw Plowing through the 
ragged skies And up a cloudy draw Their brands were still on fire And their hoods were made of steel Their horns were black and shiny And their hot breath he could feel A bolt of fear went through him As they thundered through the sky For he saw the riders coming hard And he heard their mournful cry Respect me! Yippee-i-o Not giving its earned god dog. Their faces gaunt, their eyes were blurred, their shirts all soaked with sweat. He's riding hard to catch that herd, but he ain't caught them yet. What the fuck? Cause they've got to ride forever on that range up in the sky. All the horses snorting fire. As they ride on, hear their cry. Nothing! You lose! Good day, sir! As the riders sloped on by him, he heard one call his name. If you want to save your soul from hell riding on our range, then cowboy, change your ways. If they are with us, you will ride. Trying to catch the devil's herd. Across these endless skies Yippee-i-o Um, I think you just got, uh, cucked. <laughs>